Welcome to Farm to Stable, a science-based equine nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nettie Leibert. I'm a lifelong horse person and professional equine nutritionist with the goal of helping horses and their humans create balanced diets to set them up for success, no matter what age, discipline, or circumstance. Disclaimer, the information discussed here is based on current scientific research and is for educational purposes only. Every horse's individual needs vary. This is not a substitute for veterinary medicine or nutrition consultation. Welcome to the first 2024 edition of Farm to Stable and Equine Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nettie Leibert, and thank you once again for joining me. Now, this week, I want to talk about hay steamers, and I also want to thank Brian in Arizona for the topic suggestion. This is a really great one, as I think it's important to talk about hay steamers versus soaking hay. Now, you would certainly do one technique over the other for different purposes, but I hope to hit the highlights for you today. So let's dive right in. So why would you use a hay steamer? Well, there's a lot of reasons. One could be if your horse has any kind of respiratory ailment, such as allergies or recurrent airway obstruction or RAO, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or COPD. Uh, Very often, back in the day, we used to just soak some hay, wet it with a hose or maybe dunk it in a bucket, and that was it. And while that does have its place, hay steaming has come into popularity in recent years. So hay has been shown to be a major source of inhaled allergens that can irritate a lot of these respiratory conditions. And reducing the amount of dust a horse inhales is very important to helping to manage these respiratory ailments. Now, it's going to be pretty difficult, if not impossible, to reduce all of the dust in a horse's environment, especially if they're stabled. Um, and depending on the type of bedding they have, of course, that's other another factor you can use to reduce dust. But we're not going to get too far into that. Now we're just going to talk about hay steaming. So in the past, we relied on wetting or soaking hay to reduce dust. And again, that's okay. But research does show that soaking hay by submerging it in water actually will reduce the amount of dust that a horse inhales. But remember that soaking hay for any significant amount of time, like 30 minutes or more, depending on the water temperature, can alter the nutritional value. Now, we have discussed this in an earlier podcast on soaking hay. So for more on that, see Soaking Hay from October 13th, 2023. And nutritionally, When we soak hay for longer periods of time, we're talking about a reduction of non-structural carbohydrates, or NSC, some soluble proteins, and even certain minerals like potassium, magnesium, sodium, copper. Now, hay is typically not a very rich source of something like sodium, but it can affect the diet if it's not properly balanced. So when it comes to NSC, or non-structural carbs, steaming hay does not significantly reduce NSC. So I'm going to say that again. Steaming hay does not significantly reduce non-structural carbohydrates. And that's important because I have come across clients who have tried to steam hay in effort to do this or have asked that question or simply just don't know the answer. So that is a bit of a different discussion, but steaming hay will not reduce NSC. In fact, it preserves the nutritional quality of the hay. And that study, or one study, 
to this effect was published in the Journal of Animal Science, which is a prominent journal in the field, in 2014 by Moore Collier and colleagues. So if you want to read up on the technicals, you can at least see the abstract online if you're not a subscriber. So again, back to steaming. When you steam treat hay, it does reduce the dust a horse will breathe, and it also preserves the nutritional value of that hay. And these hay steamers have increasingly been used to help horses with respiratory allergies. Now, if you've ever managed a horse with respiratory disease or any kind of allergies, and I have, my thoroughbred mayor, Emmy, many years ago had developed in her older age a little bit of heaviness, some allergies, and once we got those under control, her life was changed. But in the meantime, hay steamers were not around then when she was alive. So I wish I'd had one. But again, I relied on just wetting some hay, throwing some water on it and hoping for the best. And while it did help, maybe it wasn't ideal. One of the other benefits about hay steamers is that they have been shown to reduce mold and bacteria. That's a study by Orard uh, et al. in 2018 in the BMC Veterinary Research Journal, as well as more Collier, again, another study in Journal of Animal Science, the one I referred to earlier in 2014. Another study by J. Moore Collier in 2010 also showed that steaming reduced fungal elements by up to 100%. Rarely do you get those kinds of results in science. And it also reduced bacterial growth by up to 98%. And some of that information is reviewed in the book, Nutritional Management of Equine Diseases and Special Cases, which is edited by Brian Walnrich. So steaming hay does seem to increase the hygienic quality of the hay, and that can be very important for horses that are sensitive. So for many of these horses that do have allergies, a lot of the times these are the things they're sensitive to, dust, mold, and some of the bacteria in hay. So because, think about it, when a horse is eating hay, where is their nose? Right in the hay. So if you have these allergens, dust, mold, and it is impossible to find hay that doesn't have dust, mold, or allergens, even if it's the best quality, it's just the nature of it. It grows in a field. It's a plant. So there are cleaner hays and there are less clean hays. But again, by steaming, you can sort of elevate the hygienic quality of that hay, which can potentially be very helpful for some of these sensitive horses. Now, commercial hay steamers are not the most inexpensive thing to buy. So if all that's available to you is wetting the hay to help reduce the dust, do what you can. Anything in that situation will help that horse with respiratory allergies. And as I mentioned earlier, research has shown that wetting the hay will reduce the amount of dust that a horse breathes, potentially reducing irritation to the airway. Now, soaking hay in terms of mold and bacteria, if that hay is soaked and then left to sit, you can actually increase the amount of mold and bacteria depending on temperature, climate, and other things. But if it's soaked and fed quickly, that's less likely to happen. Now, the degree to which that happens is going to uh, depend on a number of things, as I mentioned, environment, temperature, what kind of hay you're starting out with, how clean was the hay when you got it, etc. If you're able to afford a steamer and you have a horse with some of these conditions, that's great. And if you're looking to co-op a steamer with maybe some of your barn mates or some fellow horse people, sometimes that can help offset the cost too. Now, what about forage alternatives in reducing 
dust or allergens in hay. Well, hay cubes may also reduce a horse's dust exposure, especially if those hay cubes are soaked. Now, I know if you open a bag of hay cubes, especially by the time you get to the bottom, a lot of those particles, you'll get a little bit of break off and some of those lighter particles may be a bit dusty. So as always, I always recommend that you soak hay cubes for no other reason than to just dampen some of those little loose particles that may fall off the cube. Bagged forage products may also be useful here. So here in the United States, we're not particularly good at making something called haylage over in the UK. They're much better at it than we are. And a lot of that has to do with the types of forage available or the lack of forage available there versus here. So bagged forage products or chopped forage products here in the United States tend to have some pretty good quality control. They're short chopped, they're they're managed pretty well, and they tend to be very clean. Nothing wrong with adding a little water to those too, just to be extra safe. But because they are chopped, remember the particles are smaller. So you just want to make sure that those small particles aren't irritating your horse's airway. As far as medical management of respiratory allergies or respiratory diseases, I'm not going to get into that because I'm not a veterinarian. That is a question you should pose to your veterinarian. But dietary management of these things is possible with some of these techniques, whether it's steaming or wetting the hay. There is some suggestion that the use of omega-3 fatty acids, particularly from fish oil, are helpful in supporting horses with these inflammatory conditions, because again, these airway conditions are typically inflammatory. Fish oil is very high in the bioactive forms of omega-3 fatty acids, which help to support the anti-inflammatory cascades. Again, not a cure, but potentially supportive. There is also research that vitamin C can be very supportive of horses with airway disease as well. Now, the caveat to vitamin C is that horses have the ability to make their own in their liver. So when you supplement vitamin C, the body says, oh, hey, I have this vitamin C. I don't need to make it anymore. So the endogenous or internal production of vitamin C potentially can decrease. And therefore, if you suddenly stop supplementing vitamin C, all of a sudden your horse could be temporarily deficient until the body has time to ramp it up. So my long diatribe here on vitamin C is if you opt to supplement vitamin C for your horse with airway disease, and then you opt to stop that supplement, just be sure to taper it down a little bit and don't just pull it abruptly. There's many things that you can stop doing immediately, but supplementing vitamin C is not one of them. So if you opt to supplement vitamin C, just make sure that if and when you decide to remove it, you just slowly back down over a couple of days so that the horse's body has a chance to ramp up its own endogenous production. So I hope that gives you a quick overview of hay steaming compared to hay soaking, hitting the highlights, of course. As always, if you have questions, if you're interested in nutritional consultation, reach out to me at equinenutritionphd at yahoo.com. Once again, I'd like to thank Brian in Arizona for the topic suggestion. It's a really great one, and I appreciate the ideas. Please keep them coming. Thank you so much, and I look forward to having you back on Farm to Stable next time. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Farm to Stable, a science-based equine nutrition podcast. Please share and subscribe if you found the content interesting. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear about, send it to equinenutritionphd at yahoo.com.